This is Gemara Givamus Daf Dalit. We'll learn for this month, the month of Adar Bees, has been generously sponsored Lizchos Ilin Neshama for Shlema Ben Rameir in conjunction with the new Sefer, the laws of Chanukah and Purim. Mirza Shem, the learning of the entire Chabura, as well as the learning of that Sefer, which I'm sure many have gotten their hands on, should bring an incredible Ilin Neshama as Shlema Ben Rameir's Eilat and higher and higher place in Ganid and Shel Maila. Again, anyone who like us to continue learning Lizchos Rufu Shlema Lizchos Shidduch. Anything else, please reach out. Baruch Hashem, we just received incredible news that on the day that we are Messiah, Seder Mayid, one of the Chaylam that we've been dominating for and learning for for a very long time, found that had their personal Yeshua. Now we pick it up from the bottom of Gimel Amid Bees, about seven lines to the bottom. Yesterday we learned that the din in the Mishnah, that when we have an Erva, you can't do Yibom. When that Erva falls to Yibom, like the case of Bito, and not only is that Erva not able to do Yibom, but as well the Tzara, the Tzara's Tzara, the co-wife and the co-wives, co-wives are all forbidden. That was yesterday's long and lengthy drush on Gimlam and peace. But today the Gemara begins by asking seven lines to the bottom as Hara Shamanu, Oynish Minayim. Very good that you learned out that there's an Isser, there's an Azhara. But where do we know that there's an Oynish, there's a punishment? the said, and the Basling says, all of these people, for that word, all of these people teaches me that anyone involved would have the Isser, have the punishment of Kharis. Before we go on to the next Gemara, this is just a very nice recap. Again, Dava Chaim, gorgeous pictures, gorgeous, uh, depicting everything that's going on. And this just teaches us the Josh that we just spoke about, that an Erba is Pater Min Chalitza Min Ayibom. And over here on the right side, you see Achis Isha, the Psukim Isha, Achis Alasikach, Legat Litzuror, Legat Lez Erbasa, Aleha, Bechaya. And those were all the words that we darshan, Lezikach, Litzor, Aleha. And from there we learned out that even just like Yavama Yavai Aleha, and over here, Legat Lez Erbasa, Aleha, the two words Aleha teaches us that just like one, by Yibom is Vimake Mitzvah, so to here, the Isser of Achis Isha would apply even meaning that when there is an erva that falls to Yibam, you're not allowed to do Yibam, and so too the Tzara and the Tzara is Tzara. But says the Gemara, and actually that's really the next Gemara. So says the Gemara, so based off of this entire lengthy drash, time of the cause of Rahman Olel, the only reason why these Erevahs, when this Bintai falls Le'ibam to her father, when this daughter, when this granddaughter, granddaughter from the son, mother-in-law, etc., falls to Le'ibam to an Erevah, the only reason they don't do Le'ibam is because the Torah says, Aleha, we have that Xerah Shava, linking Aleha, Halavach, if not for that, what's the Hava, mean? what's the thought process, Hava, mean Chayis, I would think there is Yibam. My time, I says, what's the Havah, Amina? Why would you think there's Yibam? Ta'amrina, anasi asay, bedachi loisasay. You know why? Because you would have thought the asay, the positive commandment in the Torah to do Yibam, to marry your brother's wife, overrides the loisasay, the negative commandment of marrying an erva. But suggest the Gemara three lines to the bottom. Eimer damrina nasiyas say. When does that rule apply? When do we say that a positive commandment overrides a negative commandment? Is loisa say greater? That's only when there's a vacuumized, a local with nothing else. Loisa say negative commandment. 
But is it true when the loisasi, when the negative commandment carries with it the severity of karis? Is it true that the positive commandment that I say overrides it? Question number one. Furthermore, it says the Gemara Visu, and furthermore, as we conclude Gimel of Abayis, Loisas agreed to Minal of the Dachi. And how do you know the rule itself? And now we're going to ensue a lengthy discussion of the rule of Asei Doiche Loisase. A rule that we have all over Shas and here in Yavam is Daftalid, Daftalid, hey, Yavam, etc. is the famous discussion. How do we know that when the Torah gives you a positive commandment, it has the power to override even a negative commandment? And here you see the picture depicting what we just said. Why would you think that you could do Yibam, the reason is, because I say, but we only say that by what's the Ava, you know, when it's a Loisase that has a Karis, like by us, like we started off today telling us that the Oinesh, that the punishment for one to live with any of these Erba Arayis would be Karis, so what's the thought process to think that the positive commandment were overrided? Says the Gemara, you know the thought process on the top of Dalit Raman Aleph, Tehsev, it says in the Torah, like Silba Shatnes, says you should not wear Shatnes, and then the Torah says, Gedilim Tasselacha, but you should make Gedilim, you should make fringes on the garment. So how do you reconcile those two things? On one hand, it says, do not make a combination of different materials, Shatnes. On the other hand, it says, to put Kedilim next door to it. So you know that teaches us, as Rashi eloquently points out, Asay, Daichaloi Sasi. The Asay, the positive commandment of Kedilim, Daasel, Achat, and Ektitis, overrides the negative commandment of Sulbash, Shatnis. Vamar Avalazar, and explains Avalazar, Semuchin, Minatayr, Minayin. This form of drasha, this way of learning the Torah, that smichon, smichos, whenever two things are put next door to each other, that teaches us a din. How do you know that rule in the first place? Shenemar, the Torah says, and I should say, it's actually possible to tell him, They're joined forever, and for eternity. And they're with MS and Yashar, truth and uprightness. So the Pasuk in Tehillim is teaching us that there's something to be said when something is smichos, when something is together, joined forever. Therefore, we're allowed to learn out the smichos. Answer number one. Answer number two. Vam Rav Shishim Rav Lazar. Another reason. Mishim Rav Lazar ben Azariah ben Ayliyavama. How do we know? If we have a case of Yibum to a Mukas Shechin, a woman is married to a man, her husband dies, so she falls to Yibum to her husband's brother. Now her husband's brother, unfortunately, is a Mukas Shechin. He's afflicted with boils and he's physically repulsive. And this woman says, I don't want to marry this guy. So how do we know that we do not muzzle her? She in Chaismin Aisah. We do not muzzle her and tell her, what do you mean? You have a mitzvah. Yibam. Marry this guy. How do I know that? Shenemar, the Torah teaches us seven lines down. Lo sachslim shar bedishai. Says you should not muzzle an axe while it is daish, while it is thrashing. V'samach and next door it says, ki yishu achim yachtov, when brothers should dwell together. So from the juxtaposition, from the smichos of dwelling together with do not muzzle, it's true, it's two totally different different topics. 
The fact that the Torah put them together, that teaches us that there's a connection there. What's the connection? That in the world of Yibam, there's a case where you don't muzzle. What's the case that you don't muzzle? That's our case when the woman is not interested, we do not force her to do Yibam. So two different sources that we see that we darshan smichos, we darshan the fact that the Torah puts things in nearby each other. Vamar Rabbi Yosef and continues the Gemara, Afilu Laman Deloidar Ismuchen. Says Rabbi Yosef, there are those who disagree, and there are those that hold, you do not darshan smuchen, you do not darshan when things are next door to each other. Ba'alma, in the whole entirety of the Torah, Papim Mishnah Torah and Dvarim Darish. How do I know that? Says Rabbi Yisef. Rabbi Yehuda Ba'alma Lo Darish. Mishnah Torah Darish. Rabbi Yehuda generally does not Darish in Smichos. Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion we do not learn out the fact that the Torah put things next to each other. But in Mishnah Torah, he does. Explains the Gemara Ba'alma Menal and Lo Darish. Where do we know the Rabbi Yehuda holds? That generally we do not darsh in smich. Because the Tani we learned in a brayse. Ben Azay Oimer, Namer Machshiva Loisichiyah says Ben Azay. It says in the pasuk that a Machshiva sorceress should not be allowed to live. And Namer the Torah continues, Kishechiv in Behima. Most you must when one lies with an animal, sleeps with an animal, he should be put to death. Most you must samchu inyan lie. So says Ben Azay, these two psukim are put nearby each other. The pasuk of a machshev of a sorceress is put next door to the pasuk of one who sleeps with an animal to teach us ma'ashechev and me'im of Just like the punishment of one sleeping with an animal is kila, machshev of That's Ben Azay. But Omer later of Yehuda, Rav Yehuda comes along and he says, No! What are you talking about, says Rav Yehuda? For the mere fact that they're put next to each other. That's going to teach me that it's skila? Absolutely not. So by the way, point, pause. Now we see Rav Yudah doesn't hold of smichos in the Gansat Kolot HaRekula. Rav Yudah says, even though these psukim are next door to each other, we do not darsh in them. But continues Rav Yudah learning of, how do we know the punishment of a machshev of a sorceress? Ella says Rav Yudah, which is a type of or a type of or a type of sorcery. And the Torah says, and why does the Torah specify that by Ivan Yedaini that they're going to be cycle, they're going to be stoned? to equate to them, to teach you just like the case of Ivan Yedaini that the Torah speaks out Biskila. So to all types of machshefa, the punishment is going to be skila. So that is how we see there, Rabbi Yehuda does not darshan smichos. That even though Ben Azayt learned that the machshefa, the sorceress, gets skila, why? Could it put next door to the din of one line with an animal? Rabbi Yehuda disagrees and he has to have a different source. So we see in general in the Torah, Rabbi Yehuda does not darshan smichos. But continues the Gemara, the second half of Rabbi Yehuda's statement, over Mishnah Torah, Minal and the Tarsh. But where do we see that in Mishnah Torah, indeed, Rabbi Yehuda does a darshan smichos? Explains the Gemara, that's not another Mishnah. No, you see, Adam Anu says, Avim Vudas Aviv, Anu says, Binayim Vudas Binayim. A person is allowed to marry Vanusa, a woman that is her father violated, or a woman that his father seduced, or a woman that the son seduced, or son violated. For Rabbi Yehuda, he says, Rabbi Yehuda, no, 
if it's the father's woman that she, he seduced or violated, the child is not allowed to marry them. Why not? He explains my time to review the words of you to get this did. That there's a differentiation between the father and the sons. A uh, woman that they violated and seduced. It says one should not marry the wife of his father. An interesting wordage. And you should not reveal the kanaf. The robe, literally, of the father. What do those last four words teach us? The robe. That the father saw. You should not you should not uh, reveal, you should not marry that woman. So here we see that any woman that one's father was intimate with, whether it was via forced relations, whether it was via seduction, whether it was via oinus, whether it was via fatah, you're not allowed to marry that woman, says, Rav Yehuda, umimai, but the Gemara continues and says, how do you know? It just says reveal. How do you know that the Pusik's referring to a woman that the father violated or seduced? Where do you see that from? Says the Gemara, Meiluya Dikra. Go one Pusik up. This is Smichos. This is how we see Rabbi Yudha Darsh in Smichos. Go a little bit up. What does it say? A Pasuk that will be on display for the first, who knows, 30, 40, 50 blood of Ksubis. The Pasuk that teaches us the Kanas that one has to pay when he violates someone. The man, that lies with her, the father of the girl, 50 silver coins. What's next door to that Pasuk? And next door is this Pasuk, our Pasuk that one cannot marry. The woman that the father was with. So says the Gemara of Yehuda, Darshit Smichos. It says, well, you got led, do not reveal that the woman that the father was with. And what type of woman is that referring to? From the Smichos, from the Iluya, the Krof, the Pasuk, on top of it, we see it's referring to one, Venasanesha Sheikh Mima, that the father was violated, this woman. So now we see the Yehuda, Darshit Smichos. In Mishnah Taira. Now the Gemara concludes, again, with a bit of a sidebar discussion. We're really brought into the whole discussion to show us Smichos. Why do we care about Smichos? Let's remind yourself. Because we're learning about Shatnis, learning about Tzitzis, because eventually we're going to get back to Asseidei And the source for Asseidei say was Smichos. But once we're on this uh, tangential discussion, the Gemara goes a bit deeper and says, V'ravanan. And the Rabbana disagree with the Tanakhama. Excuse me, the Rabbana disagree with Yehuda. And they say, If the Pasuk of Aviv was indeed next door, I would be masking to you if it was right next door. But says the Tanakhama, arguing with Yehuda, is that really next door? Because it's another apostle, there's another apostle in between, and therefore we learn now, the apostle is not talking about a regular woman that the father violated, and it's not teaching us a special din, that the child is not going to marry the woman that the father violated or seduced, and thereby teaching us a din of smichos according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rather, it's teaching us a din about a shemeris yavon of someone who's awaiting yivam, v'lavar lavishni lavin, and there's going to be a double lav in the case in which the father was with this woman, there will be a double lav from the fact that they are inserted an extra potting of lichish as ishes of it in between. And this is how Rabbi Yehuda, even though generally says the Gemara, 
Rabbi does not darshin smichos, but in Mishnah Torah, as we see from the Shrasha, he does. But now the Gemara says, why? Where does this come from? All the whole Kola Tarekula, four of the Chamisha Chumshay Torah, says, no. The fact that Tayyar puts things together is irrelevant. But in Mishnah Tayyar and Devarim it is. Ask the Gemara, the second wide line of Mishnah Tayyar, my time with the Darish. Where does you to get this from that in Mishnah Tayyar you Darshin? Answers the Gemara, one of two answers. Either it's because the Psukim and Mishnah Tayyar are Muchach. They're clear, they're proving themselves that they must be there to Darshin. Or, or because the Psukim are Mofni, they're extra, they're clearly not needed where they are, and that itself tells us the story that it's coming to teach us another din. Explains the Gemara. Pardon those uh, ice cubes. Where do we see that it's Mukhaqdim? Why did the Pasik write this din over here? The Pasik should read the din of Ligalik and Afaviv and the Barsha of Arayis in the Barsha of Vayikra. Why does it say it over here in Devarim? Must be that it is Mukhaq, it is clear, it's coming to teach us a din, teach us a din of Smukhin, a din of Smicha, says of Yehuda. That's why Darsh is in here in Mishnah Teirah. Vibayisema says the Gemara two lines on the bottom, Mishon Nimofni. Or because it's clearly extra, should have said very simply, do not marry the woman that the father was with. What is this interesting wordage? Do not reveal the robe of your father. As we turn over, and that's the reasons, two different reasons why Rabbi Yehuda, even though he normally does not darshin smuchim, but over here Mishnah Torah he does. Now says the Gemara, beautiful, let's go full circle. Let's go back to our discussion from the beginning of today of Asidei Chaloisase. What was the source? One of two sources, either Tilim, Smuchim, or by Tzitzis, Loisil Bashatnes, continues the Torah. From that semichos we learn it out from. So says the Gemara, according to Rabbi Yehuda, in the world of Titus, Kabi Titus, Nami on the top line. Again, we have to explain that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the only reason he ever darshan is Mukhan and Mishnah Taira. It's either because it's Mukhan or because it's Mufna. So why by Titus is that true? Explains the Gemara three lines down. Why did the Torah have to write this extra pasuk? It should have written it by Parshas Titus. Um, yes, in Bamidbar. Why did the Torah write it specifically over here in Devarim? Must be to teach us this rush of Gedilim Dasa Lachalos Silva Shanes that we darshit smuchin. Why? Because I say Doi Chaloisa say that I say of making tzitzis pushes away the loisa. I say the negative commandment of having shanes. Vibai say my second answer. Misham demofna mechdik sev ubeged kalayim shanes aloyala lecha. The Torah already taught us a basik. A basik in Vayikra says, a garment of kalayim you should not put upon yourself. So, why do we need this basik at all? The basik is mufna, the basik is actual. There's no reason the Torah had to write it. Shema'at lomali, Says the Gemara must be its extra and therefore teaches us the din of Simichos of Rabbi Yehuda of Mishnah Torah of Asei Dechalo Says the Gemara, slow down. Eight lines down, Dalai 
Shabbos. How do you mean to Zrichi? Says the Gemara, you just told me that the Pasik of Lil Silba Shanis, we didn't need the Pasik. Because we already learned it out from the Pasik of Ubegid Kalayim Shanis, Vayala Alecha, the Pasik in Vayikra. So why do we need the Pasik in Devar? Says the Gemara, it's not true. If we only had the first basic, I would have thought, Look at the words precisely. Put it upon yourself. So you would have thought that what are you not going to wear Shanis? Any form of Ha'ala, of wearing it. And what would that come to include? When he's selling a garment and he drapes the garment over his shoulders for what reason? Not to wear it, not for warmth. Just merely to show it as almost like a hanger, as a book, as a coat rack for someone to see the garment on him. So you would think that also is forbidding because it says, oh, Allah, put it upon yourself. So, had to repeat that to teach us that it's like Levisha, the word Levisha. That it's like Levisha de Isvehana. And therefore says the Gemara, it's not extra. So you're telling me the Pasha is extra, and that's the reason why Yudah learns that I say the Chaloisa say, ask the Gemara, it's not true. Ask the Gemara, we see that as we do me to Levisha, this Vehana. And now the Gemara says, then let's flip it the other way. Let's say it just said the Basik in the Varim. Leave out the Basik of Ubegid Kalayim Shandai, so you'll now we think the opposite. I would have thought only Levisha, which Nafish Hanyasa, which you have physical benefit. That's when it's forbidden. It says, Loi Silbash, wearing it. Avol Ha'ala, but merely to put on yourself. Loi, I would have thought if you're using the garment as a blanket, as a drape, that you're not properly wearing it. Loi, I would have thought that is permitted. So, Kazrachman Aliyala Lecha. Therefore, the Torah Liyala Lecha. So, ask the Gemara, you're telling me, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's Mufna, the Pasuk is extra, that you did not need the second Pasuk of the Silba Shanis. And that is the reason why you're able to learn what? Ask the Gemara, it's not true. Ask the Gemara, we see clearly that we need the Pasuk. Because if we only had one or the other, we would either not know that those who were selling the garments let it drape it over their shoulders, or we would not know that a random person is not able to use it as a blanket and to get warm from the garment. So it says the Gemara, we need them sukim. Answers the Gemara, Imkain Lechtav Rachmanullah Silbash Shatnis, period. Should have stopped there? Do not wear Shatnis. And you would have had the word Silbash, the word wearing, in conjunction with and you wouldn't need anything else. Why does the Torah continue and say those words are extra? And therefore says the Gemara, that's where you're going to learn it from. And if you're going to tell me that no, you know why it says you beg it, uh, because you have to know what is Shadnis. Says the Gemara, one second, Mirti, cause if you beg it, claim Shadnis, Pasuk number one. Viton, it's very Rabbi Ishmael, Hoyel, Benemra, Batayra, Stam, Begadim. There are times the Torah uses the word of Begad, Be'ez, Gimel, Dalit. What does that mean? Upart, Chai, Kasav, Bechamem, Samro, Pishtim. And in one place, the Torah defines what is a Begad, what is a garment, something with wool and linen. Avkol, Samro, Pishtim, Samro, Avkol, 
Samaropishtin. So too, anytime the Torah says Samaropishtin, the word, the word Begah needs Samaropishtin. So therefore, Samaropishtin, the Kazrach Manolamali. So why do we need the words? Leisilbashanis. Begah, excuse me, Leisilbashanis. Samaropishtin Yaklov. Those extra words, Samaropishtin, are not needed. Because we know, says Tanvir Rabbi Yishmael, that once he uses the word Begah, and in conjunction with Begah, in one place, says Samaropishtin. So we know in Kolotarakula, the word Begah means Samaropishtin. So why do the Torah have to say Leisilbashanis Begah? Excuse me, I keep saying the wrong words. Leisilbashanis Samaropishtin Yaklov. Shema Amina, you know what the reason is left? Do yay. That's the reason why it's extra. So the words of Tzemer Ubishtin are extra, and that's how we know they're Mofna, and that's how we can darshan the Smuchin to teach us a say Doicha Loisa, say Slingmar. Now, it's suggesting it's not merely from the extra Pasik of the Silbashanis, because indeed we would need that Pasik. But it's from the extra word Tzemer Ubishtin, because those words are not needed. Because once the Torah coined it, Ubegin Kalayim, we know that what is the word Kalayim? What is the word Begin referred to? Refers to Semeru Pishtin. So the Torah could have then just said Loisil Bashanis. Why do we need Semeru Pishtin? So therefore it's teaching us that it's extra to teach us say, Doicha Loisa say. The Gemara is not finished. They ask the Gemara about Kati Yitzrach. It's not true. We still need the Pasik. We still need a Semeru Pishtin. Because I would have thought that we now could split between Levisha and Ha'Allah. The first Hava Amina was, I wouldn't even think Ha'Allah is forbidden. I, excuse me, I wouldn't even think Ha'Allah is mutter or forbidden, depending on which half. I wouldn't even think that draping it over your shoulders is allowed. But now says the Gemara, if the Torah did not repeat Semer Abishtin, I would have thought that when you're wearing something properly, that's one level of Isser Shatnis. When you're draping it upon yourself, is a different level of Isser. So, when you're just draping it upon yourself, you don't have proper Hanah. That's the reason when it's only forbidden Semer Abishtin. When you're properly wearing a garment, when you're getting proper Hanah, called Maybe any two items is forbidden. Maybe we will not know that it's specifically Tzemru Pishtin. So therefore, So says the Gemara again, we do not necessarily have an extra Pasik. Because the reason why the Torah had to go out of its way and say Tzemru Pishtin the second time is to teach us that Kol, because Ahava Mina would have been called Tremini Asarachmana, that any two items is forbidden. Why? Because you're Levisha, you're Probably wearing it, Lois Silva Shatnes. So Torah has to say, No, Lois Silva Shatnes, Semero Pishtin Yaftov. That even when you're Lavish, even when you're properly wearing it, you're Nafash and Yas, you're getting a lot of benefit. Even in that case, it's Semero Pishtin, says the Gemara. And therefore, again, we don't have an extra pause, it's not Mufna, we can't learn out. According to Rabbi Yuda, say the Chaloisa, say, explains the Gemara, no, and King Lishta Kramine, but they see Shani Shatnes may Allah. If what you just said was correct, that when you're properly wearing something, any two minim is forbidden, the Torah should have been quiet. And we could have learned out from the word shatnes, 
to Xerah Shabbat to Allah. So the fact that the Torah did not do that and spoke it out explicitly must be teaching me that it is extra because the whole pasuk is really not needed because Lai Silbash already knows to teach me that when you're wearing it is different. So Tzamarupishin is extra to teach me of But as the Gemara and with this we're going to conclude According to Tanavir Ishmael, the reason that it could be Shandis, I say the Echalaisa say, is because, like we just said, the Torah says, Samarup Ishtin, Allah Vachi, if not for that reason, Klein, but Titus Havamina does Rachmano, I would have had a thought that Klein were forbidden. But I asked the Gemara, what's your Havamina box here, Vasulam, Titzal Kanvidin Dayim? It says, put Titzal on the corners of your garment. And the Tonit, may Rabbi Yishmael, they themselves learned on this Pasuk called Gadim Samarup Ishtimim, that the word Begad, that any garment is Samarup Ishtin, Vamarachmano, Avalit Chiles, and the Torah said to put on Tchilas. And what is Tchilas? Tchilas Amra. Tchilas is Wolu. When we might do Tchilas Amra, I know Tchilas is Wolu. But the Sheish Kisna, for the word Sheish means Kisna, means linen. Tchilas is Amra, means Tchilas is Wolu. So says the Gemara, we already need that Basik. So according to Donat Vera Ishmael, we're back to square one. Where do we know? I say the Chalaisa say. It's even better. According to Zavon Avery Ishmael, we see clearly that the Torah is telling me that Amra, that wool, is allowed to be in tzitzes that are made out of linen. So why do we need anything else to teach me that tzitzes is in a place of shanes? Says the Gemara, I would have thought like Rava. What's Rava? The Rava Rami Ksiv HaKanav Me'in Kanaf. Says I can often teach me the type of the corner. Says Tamru Pishtin. Hockey tat Tamru Pishtin. Poitin be mimina be shlaim miminan. Sharmina mimina poitin shlaim miminan name poitin. That would have been the Havamina. I would have thought like Rava that when it's Semra Pishtin, you're allowed to put on sits. When the garment is Semra Pishtin, then you're allowed to put on sitis of Samaru Pishtin. When the garment is made of Shar Minin, then I would not have known that. And therefore says the Gemara, that's what we need, the separate Pasik. We're going to stop over here. Just one more beautiful picture. As you see over here, the Psukim in front of you makes it a little bit clearer. Silba Shani Samaru Pishtin Yachtov versus Gedilim Tazalacha. The Psukim are Smuchin. And therefore that teaches me that you're allowed to put on the woolen sitis, the Amra sitis, on any type of garment that teaches me that I say, Say, and this was the final question, which we're going to go over again tomorrow. That according to Tanit Vivi Ishmael, that say Dei say we should see inherently in the Torah, because Vasa Tizal Kan Vivig Dayim, Vasa and also Tizal Kan Pesul Techeles. So inherently we see that anytime Begadit Semer Upishtin. So obviously I say Dei Chaloisa say, and therefore the Gemara answer is coming to exclude from Rava. We're going to pick up from here this last detail with Tanit Vivi Ishmael versus Rava tomorrow. Share B'siyato Dishmayo.